0: light beer dark money agree on something
1: politics culture and the intersection of faith freedom and free enterprise and now live from the star worldwide network studios here are your hosts light beer chris clements and dark money sean noble Welcome back to another episode of Light Beer, Dark Money. I'm Sean Noble. And I am Chris Clements. Hello, and, Sean. And uh, we are just over a week away from the election.
0: I know. The, the most consequential election in human history.
1: Well, we say that every, every cycle, don't we? The election were democracy itself. This Is one. It the balance? I mean, it, we say this every two years. This one really this does. This one happen. really counts. Like the last
0: one didn't. Um, and, and, and every two years you hear this democracy itself is in the balance. Yeah. And, uh, I saw, I saw a clip the other day of Hillary Clinton warning against election fraud in 2024. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. I think the the Russians are
1: at it again. The woman who denied was the election, the original election denier of 2016. Yes. And, And then
0: Stacey Abrams was right behind her.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, you know, Stacey Abrams is the governor of Georgia. She She's is running for re-election. she is the rightful governor
0: of Georgia. So <laughs> says Stacey Abrams, Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, all sorts of election. Yeah. donors.
1: I feel like so. We'll get into the election side of things, but if you are a active progressive, a committed progressive, I gotta believe that you're not having a very good week with. Things starting to trend better for Republicans across the country. And the takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk now on the
0: brink. He brought in in the kitchen sink the other day.
1: What exactly did that, what was he trying to say there?
0: I I think it means he's going to throw everything out, but maybe the kitchen sink.
1: Oh. So he was sending a... He was maybe sending a... a, But I thought in the staff meeting, he said, we're not doing a 75% staff reduction. Did he? that's the impression i mean i think i read that
0: i think a lot of people are just packing their things up regardless
1: well it's a the the culture of twitter is going to change for sure um it's been well there's been a lot of snowflakes that work yeah
0: well he was he's very clear about why he he bought twitter i mean here's here's his reasoning the reason i acquired twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without res-
1: resorting to violence. So I think he's overstating it a little bit. Uh, the typical American does not bother with Twitter. Uh, it's, very much a bubble. Now, maybe, maybe this is his way a of saying— dumpster fires. It's the way you've fire. termed it. Yes. Maybe this is his way of trying to expand the footprint of Twitter in the more general populace, less of the elite bubble, more like a Facebook or Instagram. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. I, I know that there's a lot of angst from people about whether he's going to put Donald Trump back on the platform.
0: Oh, I imagine he does. Whether
1: Trump will go back on or not I mean is oh he can't help himself yeah, I know he's got tens of millions of followers he can't help himself yeah. so to immediately have that megaphone back yeah oh he's chomping at the bit I'm sure but here's the thing we don't have to pay attention to everything he says I no. mean this is where the left and the media in particular really get it wrong they created this guy uh, yeah the media created this guy and if they stopped reporting on his tweets, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, they're, it, it is astounding to me how much they created this guy by giving him way more of a platform than what he was, frankly, deserving when he ran for president the first time in the primary. And then it's, oh, my gosh, look at this. What if what, this guy's insane? Well, stop reporting on him. Well, they... Uh- there's a lot that goes into that though. They thought
0: it was entertaining the way he was running his campaign. They gave him a lot of free media well, they and then, of- and they also thought that it would be best if he got the nomination because it would then it'd be a shoe in a shoe in that Hillary Clinton would win the election. Yeah. What they like found Donald out was out. that she was more hated than Donald Trump. <laughs> right. As I've said on this podcast before, I think the, you know, the 2016 election was not a choice. It was, and the, because the choice that you had was a false choice between the raging narcissist and the sociopath. Right. <laughs> and, and, and by all accounts, Hillary Clinton is precisely that. Or both rolled up. In I was going to say, which is <laughs> which? which, is is which? which. <laughs> I mean, you could you could you can flip a coin on that as well. But that was the choice. And and the the negatives towards Hillary far outweighed the negatives towards Trump. In, in that regard. It, well, in 2016. It in 2016. In, in, two, in 2020, his negatives spoke for themselves. Well, in
1: two to, 2020. Although his
0: policies, you can argue at this point, seeing what we're going through right
1: now, were, were right for the country. Yeah, he had, the good, he had solid policy. The question is, are we seeing a Hillary resurgence is she now going to step back in and try to run for president in 2024? I mean, I think it's abundantly clear at this uh. point that Biden cannot run, and there, there, there's both the well, especially if, if if what you're predicting.
0: As we were walking in here, you said very plainly, you did. No one wants to be a Democrat right now. the yeah. the The bloodbath is boiling, and it's 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 going to be happening. and and I and I, I love for you to share some of the things that you're seeing out there as well. But but yeah, it's Hillary is the perfect example of, of a politician of somebody, like I said, borderline sociopathic, who if she sees blood in the water, she's going to jump right in there and and make the fatal blow if she can. and And I think. She's seen another opportunity. That's all she's wanted to be for the last 10, 20 years is president. In fact, you can make an argument that during the Clinton presidency, she was the shadow president, or at least she saw herself as that. Right. So this is something that she wants.
1: Yes, she does. Now, does
0: she want to go up against a Trump again? Does she want to go up against a DeSantis? Okay. We'll see. Well, I. If it's trending in that direction.
1: Yeah. I. I just think it's time for the boomers to be done. We've had a boomer president since Clinton. I mean, think about that. We went yeah. from the silent generation to boomers, and they never went away. When Barack Obama got elected, he's the, you know the young boomer, late in the boomer era. I was yeah. like, oh, this will almost be the, on the cusp of. Yeah, this will be the X. last one. It, it, it's now going to be the passing of the torch. <laughs> we went. Yeah, we went. <laughs> we went the opposite direction. Yeah. I mean, it, Clinton well, I think, Bush I think, Clinton think about this. Clinton Bush and Trump were all born in 1946.
0: I I think and getting, now we have you know, Biden get, who is even older. Getting away from the angry white guys would be a good thing for the
1: country. I Yeah, and I you know, it's I think it's the millennials have not proven themselves yet. It really is time for Gen X. Oh, you think to take charge? Well, we're the only generation that's actually got our heads on our shoulders. Well, what is what is it. Desantis exactly? He's a, he's Gen X. He's Gen Xer. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you're, I think you're right. It's just a matter of you know, it's are all the are all the stars going to align to make that happen? That that remains to be seen. Everyone keeps saying, "Well, Trump's running." Well, I still am not convinced that he is. So,
1: yeah, I'm not either. You know, I mean, I think he, he wants to, but I also know that he doesn't like to, I mean, he doesn't like to be a loser. So if if it looks difficult because of legal issues or whatever, it's going to be, it'll be interesting to watch. But what we will watch in just over a week is a complete shift in what happens in Washington because— Republicans will capture the house. It's now just a question of what's the number. I'm now s- predicting that we're going to gain that the Republicans will gain 25 plus seats. 25 plus 25 plus, which is near tsunami levels, given the number of actual competitive seats out there. I mean, we're not going to get 60. That's just that's there's not 60 to get. Uh, because there's about
0: 33 toss up seats.
1: I saw the I, I saw yeah. the other day.
0: I saw a graph and yeah. thirty-three toss up seats and so many, you know
1: certified Democrats, certified right. Republicans. Hard seats. Republican, hard Democrat. And then I think the Senate's gonna be fifty two, forty eight, or well, it may be 40s. Yeah, let's let's go because, there a little bit. Because I believe that the Herschel Walker, Ralph Warnick race is gonna go to a runoff. Yeah because I don't know that either of them can get to 50% because of the third party candidate. And that's, you know, in Georgia, the law is that you have to have 50. So that creates a runoff situation. Uh, Here in Arizona, there's a pullout that's got Blake masters down one. I understand that there's uh, a couple internal, but not internal to the campaign, but you know, non-public polls that have it tied Mm. um i think that pollsters still have a hard time pitting down a republican vote so i you know i think i've said this before that any poll that's got a republican within three the republicans likely to win
0: yeah so precisely of your point and the point we've made before about it just republicans aren't polling yeah they're not answering they're not answering polling they're
1: so if you look across the map. They're not
0: clicking on the surveys yeah, coming look, across their phone.
1: You look across the map of places like in August where people are saying, oh, look at this, Florida's competitive. Rubio's going to win in a landslide. <laughs> Did you watch some of that debate the other day? Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Talk Rub-
0: about slapping.
1: Yeah. Rubio is fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to say the word I want to say, but it was brutal. North Carolina will stay Republican. Yeah. Wisconsin We'll stay Republican. Yeah. So the, these Ron, you know, Ron, is,
0: Ron Johnson's done a tremendous job. That, he really that, has turned the, the yeah. race around. Well, he's turned the race around. But, but now we're getting and we were talking about this earlier a little bit, we're getting into that last two weeks of the campaign, last two weeks, where the self-described, non-political, fly-by voter sort of maybe, kind of, sort of gets engaged. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those voters, it, it has to do with their, their economic circumstance, number mm-hmm. one. Is is I mean the question remains, is your life better than it was two years ago or even four years ago? The vast majority of that voters in that category are gonna say, well, no. No. And then who do you like? Right. Likeability, affability becomes a big part of the election. Right. And and, and in terms of the Senate race, here in the state of Arizona, you gotta think, you know, Blake Masters is not a great candidate. He's, he's a nice guy. He's got good intentions, I think. But he's a very affable guy. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's playing into his favor. Because if you've ever met Mark Kelly, not so much affable. No. Not the friendliest guy, you know, in the room. So it well, pays Kelly, not to be a jerk. Yeah, Kelly has
1: the problem that many fighter pilot astronauts do, and that's... Ego. Ego. Yeah. They think they're kind of the shit. Yeah, and that's look being a fighter pilot and an astronaut. That's kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I think he it. has another problem. He doesn't really live in Arizona,
1: well, but
0: nobody's pointed that out.
1: Where is Mark Kelly? Yeah, where is Mark Kelly? It is it is amazing to me how little he has actually campaigned. I mean, very little in person campaigning. Anyway, well, around.
0: and that's the other part of campaign, and this is where you know we we've made fun of Carrie Lake here on the show early on in the primaries, and we're, and it's been very interesting to see what she's done since the primary in terms of reaching out to all sorts of different groups mm-hmm. and and being available yeah, and 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 you know meeting everyone talking with everyone and that's how campaigns are run well especially and, and, in and being contrast, oh by the way and being affable being likable and the more and more people i talk to are like well i'm voting for carrie like well, why are you voting for her well, I know, you know, she wasn't maybe my first choice for her, but she just is a really nice person. I like her, and I've known her. A lot of, a lot of people I know have known her for forever because of her stint on mm-hmm. local Fox News, and they like her. Therefore, well, the con- they're
1: going to gonna vote for the her. The contrast with Katie Hobbs couldn't be brighter. I mean, the, it, it is amazing to me how badly the Katie Hobbs campaign has gone, and they have not done anything to try to fix it. I mean, they should have done the debate. We've already had that conversation. And and there's these videos of her, you know, running away from people, that she doesn't want to talk about politics. It's like I don't understand why she's running. Yeah, just play those all day long. I don't understand it. Just play them all so day long. So, Lake's going to win big. So, yeah, so what are you thinking? I mean, right now our oh, CP average has her up by anywhere between 2 and 3. Yeah, she's going to win by more than 5. And uh, I, I do believe Blake Masters will end up winning. Uh, and there's the, the only caveat I'd give is, is what happens with Mark Victor, the Libertarian. If he gets 5%, that makes it very hard for Blake. But if he stays at 2 then I think Blake pulls it off. It, what's the most fascinating thing for me is there's been over $100 million spent by Kelly and the Democrat side. $100 million. That's unbelievable. Kelly has not broken 50% no. in the polling.
0: No, we talked about that uh, at another podcast. That, I that you cannot believe it. In fact, that was the podcast we had with Cody Ritchie, and he made the point, very astute point, that you know that he felt by having met Blake and 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 all the candidates that he felt that the race was winnable by by virtue of the fact that Mark Kelly had not broken fifty percent, right? And and that means he's stuck. That means no matter how much money he's spending, he can't get any more traction yes and now what's really interesting is all the negatives on kelly are being highlighted all of a sudden the last two weeks of the campaign you know which is which is timely that's when yeah's that's that's when
1: the flyby voter as I, I call it starts to pay attention the indifference as yeah. Stephen Shattuck years ago called him yeah. uh people who just oh, yeah oh yeah there's an election there's going going i probably should vote maybe i should vote The interesting, so there's an interesting dynamic. The persuadables, as David Schweiker called them. The interesting dynamic right now is that, you know, Arizona's been an early voting state for more than 20 years. And typically we'd have 80 plus percent vote by early ballot. This year we're seeing a much slower return of early ballots than in previous cycles. Way, way under 2020 returns. And... Down you know tens of thousands from twenty eighteen republican or Democrats have a slight advantage over the return rate right yeah. now, driven they by always do. County. yeah and uh well, they don't always do because republicans you know before Trump, Republicans were very happy with early voting. we used it all the time and you know used it to our advantage uh, in the sense of how we message, so we have a lot of people out there saying. Oh, don't send your early ballot in, walk it in on election day. That's the only way to guarantee that it's going to be counted. Oh, by the way, you can walk it in now. <laughs> yes. Or you, you can mail it in. You now, can mail it in, frankly. but if you want to walk it and in, if you can. If you are a person, if I am talking directly to those listeners who think that there is a problem with elections processes, that maybe you believe that there is a lot of fraud or some fraud, maybe you believe the election was stolen. And you, one of the things you're frustrated with is why does it take so long to get results? Well, if you don't mail, if you have an early ballot and you don't mail it in before the first, yeah. you're part of, part of the problem. Because yep. what's going to happen is if you walk that early ballot in on election day and mm-hmm. hand it to the election voters or put it in the box, whatever, it then goes to the elections department where it will not be opened until after the election yeah. because they need to verify your signature and then they'll open it and process it. So if you want your, if you want results faster, then get your freaking ballot in. Yeah. Or go down and stand in line and vote. Yeah. I mean, it just, so any race that's, that's, I I think this will be the case in the Senate race. I think what we'll see is that Kelly probably leads masters in the first dump of ballots. So at eight o'clock on election night, you know, polls close at seven, eight o'clock on election night, they'll release the, the, early ballot returns from any any ballot that was returned before like Monday yeah or maybe it's Saturday uh and I think that that's going to favor Democrats because they just right now they're returning more ballots we'll see if that changes over the next few days that'll favor the Democrat candidates then the election day voters will be released later that night yeah probably much later 10 11 o'clock most likely if at if even that yeah um could be later And for races that aren't too close, like Kerry Lake and maybe some congressional races, we'll see Republicans in the lead. But races that are close, maybe a couple state legislative races, maybe the Senate race, the Democrat will be in the lead. The lead will be narrowed significantly from the first dump, but it will take a few days for those late-returned early ballots to be processed and counted before we get final results. And so we're probably going to be sitting here on Thursday, after mm-hmm. the election, not totally certain what the results are on some of these races. Yeah. Just a heads up. Just a heads up. So we'll be talking about this for...
0: Which, which leads to you know more disf- dissatisfaction with the system and more misunderstanding yes, exactly. about it's how it works. A it's just a vicious cycle. It's a complete vicious cycle. You're part it's of the like problem,
1: we, and then you complain about the problem, and you're part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it leads to... You know, I, Accusations of fraud and, then and abuse. People and who say, else. oh, we should hand count every ballot. My ba- I voted my early ballot. I have not returned it because I'm one of those that likes to see what mail and contact I get from campaigns, being an early balloter, but not returning it. But I have voted all of it. Yeah. 84 items on my ballot. 84 bubbles I had to circle, I had to fill in. Yeah. 84. That's a lot. Can you imagine hand counting 3 million ballots that have. Somewhere between 70 and 84 different races. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, it's this is insanity. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, <sighs> I agree. And, and, and those candidates advocating that just, it's not realistic. They don't understand the process. No, it's not realistic
1: at all. But, but uh, So looking at overall the national landscape, we've talked about Florida, we've talked about North Carolina, we've talked about Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Oz was down, yes. Fetterman was seen as the you know the guy that was gonna take that that's a Republican seat that's really important for the Democrats and their quest to get a majority in the Senate, not be tied. Fetterman, I mean, think about this. A guy who had a stroke did a debate, and Katie Hobbs can't do a debate. That's that's <laughs> not a good look. That's not a good look. But Well, and I I, I will think say, Fetterman
0: came off as somewhat sympathetic, and, too. And so
1: yes, you saw you You have an empathetic
0: well, demeanor, and so you were i don't I wouldn't agree with John Fetterman on the color of the sky, but I watched part of the debate and I'm like hmm this this could go either way, so depending on who's spinning it so the you know i I read a lot of conservative blogs, and it was the worst debate performance in human history I'm,
1: well yes but but how does that play but how does it play right? I think this is going to cut, it's probably going to cut both ways. It probably marginally helped Oz because I think there's a lot of Pennsylvania voters who have been told by the Fetterman campaign, he's fine. The doctors say he's fine. You know, they haven't really
0: seen him in action.
1: And so if they had this belief that, oh, he's fine, he's recovered, you know, maybe he needs a little help with the teleprompter, you know, to, because of his audio, auditory issues. If they watch that debate, they're probably like, hmm, this guy's not as, as with it as I thought he was. Yeah. And so that's going to create some questions. Well,
0: and I think Dr. Oz, to his credit, I mean, agreed to everything. Pretty oh, much. In yeah, terms yeah. of the, the debate. Yeah. Yeah, um, use a teleprompter, whatever a teleprompter do. do whatever you need to do, let's have this debate, let's have it, let's do the it. The transcription service. Yeah, the transcription service. And townhall.com right now is, is reporting that Oz calls Fetterman's bluff, offers a do-over debate. Yeah, it's
1: like, because, yeah, okay. the, camp, the If, if campaign, something was
0: wrong with the teleprompter, or
1: you can figure out your auditory cues, oh, sorry, but l- let's I do mean, it again. You know that the Fetterman <laughs> campaign. Because I'm going to get my message
0: out even clearer.
1: Right. You know the Fetterman campaign doesn't feel like it went well when they are blaming the teleprompter, the, 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 the transcription service yeah. as the problem. Yeah. Well, and they're trying to spin it however they can spin they it. I don't think that was the problem. Yeah.
0: Well, well it's, what's really amazing in, in this is that Fetterman was up during the summertime over 10, 15
1: points. Yeah. And it's just collapsed. It's completely. collapsed. It's collapsed. And that's, that has, I actually think that has less to do with his health. And a lot more to do with his policies, and people starting yeah. to say, "Wait a minute, this guy believes that we should let people out of jail. Oh, he believes we should get rid of cash. Empty bail. the jails. Yeah, I mean, there crime in 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 Pennsylvania, particularly Philadelphia, probably Pittsburgh, other places. Not a good thing, right? No, now.
0: it's it's out of control. You know. just like in Chicago and Seattle and Portland and Los well, Angeles. And speaking
1: of Portland oregon is a race to watch yeah there's a potential that the republican will win the governorship in oregon
0: which is unbelievable
1: there is one there one republican in oregon in the house delegation there could be three after this next election i mean this is there's some definite shifting happening there happening there um there's a race in washington that looks very good for republicans on the house side and then there's five in california that could be flips Uh, and California is losing a congressional seat this year. Yes.
0: Yes. The first time ever, ever. It's history.
1: Ever. Um, and then obviously here in Arizona, we've got Eli crane against Tom O'Halloran and the, so what's your prediction there? Eli wins. Does he go away with it? Yeah. I think he does. And then once Tom has
0: been completely absent, from that district
1: i feel yes. like he well it's a tough district i look that's a tough yeah. district to
0: represent so big it, it's it's big you can, it's you unwieldy be, as i like to say you can but be, you can do it
1: you can do it you've done it not well, as a congressman not but as, as a congressman as a businessman i've done <laughs> it
0: and and i know that district like the back of my hand right. and it's a very conservative district take out flagstaff yeah i mean flagstaff being what it is but if, even the redrawn portion i mean conservative with a I would say with a big C, actually. You, you take out South. It, you have a lot of conservative Democrats, right. traditional Democrats. You know the district well, having grown up in in Cholo. And if 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 a uh, you know, I've always said if a, if a Republican is willing to go to every little town and hovel and reservation and everything and just show up, they can win. Yeah, yeah. So, so I he, think so. I obviously, think Eli's done that. So I think credit to him.
1: I think Juan wins. wins in uh, the Tucson district. Uh, and the, the question is whether Kelly Cooper can, can beat Greg Stanton. And You're, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility at this point.
0: Yeah. Um, Kelly is, he's been on the show. He was on s- several weeks ago. He's running a very principled campaign. He's been part of that community for a long time. You have to, you have to wonder if the carpetbagger, um, you know, allegations towards Stanton, him not living in the district, actually living still in north central Phoenix. Right. And and probably should have run against David Schweikert, but, but but he didn't want to run against David Schweikert. Why? Because David would clean his clock. Yeah. He knew it.
1: It is interesting that he that he decided to take a pass on running in the district that he lives in because it was against Schweikert. I think that might have made the race against Schweikert more competitive. It would I think, have made it more think, competitive for sure. I think Schweikert's going to end up winning pretty handily. Uh, that's, a, that's a Biden district, by the way. Biden won that district by a point and a half. So uh, Schweikert winning that is – and it, it'll grow Republican over time. Yeah, I think uh, so. so. Well, I mean, David
0: does a good job with constituent services, mm-hmm. and he, he's in the district. He's visible. All the time. He's, he's out there. So, and that's what people want. Yeah, there, 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 so many folks are willing to give you a pass on your on your party affiliation if they know that you have their best interests at heart. Right, and uh, you mentioned Juan Ciscomani. I I think you're going to see a lot of party crossover in that race. Yep, a lot of Democrats, business people who are frustrated with the Biden administration, frustrated with the Biden economy, frustrated, you know, in general with Tucson and and the way it's going uh, are going to cross over and, and vote for juan
1: yeah and juan is a great candidate I great mean, he's, a, he, he's he's a, out of central cast yes yes you know an aide to so. the
0: governor um hispanic you know long time you know married to laura who's who's an executive here at the arizona chamber they've got like five kids
1: five or six yeah. i mean it's i mean it, he, but I'm, more he is worried, a,
0: I'm more worried about those weekly plane rides for yeah. juan to uh to washington dc and the effect that has on your family life yeah that's hard it is
1: hard that's a that's a brutal commute
0: same for eli i mean if, in order for him to be if he wins that district wins that race against tom O'Halloran, in order to be an effective congressman in that district you have to be present this day forward and he has a young family as well and yeah. i hope he's able to do that yes and yes. you have to allocate your staff you know in the right way to make that district work yeah, um, you can't have a lot of staff in D.C. No, you want to have most. You got to have them all. You got to have them in Flagstaff, one in like SHOLO, one in Globe, that area in the mining area, and then one in, in Pinal. Pinal. And if you don't have district directors in those areas, people are going to feel like they they're left out, and they're going to if they feel like they're left out and they don't get any attention, then they're not right. going to go the other right. way. Right, right, because they're they're relatively apolitical, conservative, but apolitical. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's a that's a constituent services heavy type of uh, district. Oh, that needs to
0: very pay, much so. Paid very to. much so. And and you know the the other piece of that district also is are uh, the Indian res- reservations, both Navajo and and I guess there's three three Apache reservations. And the way you win those, or at least win when some of those votes, is just showing up. Yeah, Just show up, help them out. Say, say that you want you know you want to be their congressman. Right. So.
1: Zooming out again. Zooming out again? Uh, No more granular? We look at Nevada. It's going to be a huge upset. I think Adam Laxalt's going to win. You think that's an upset? I do. Why do you think that's an upset? I think most people view it as an upset because he's going to end up getting a pretty big big chunk of Hispanic voters against the first Latina senator that we've ever had. Uh, So that's very interesting to me. And it's because of the policies. I mean, the the economic policies. Yeah. That's killing people uh financially the well, and the
0: COVID policies too yeah you know people have not uh, have said that COVID is not playing a, a part in this election won't play a part, it's playing a huge part in this yeah. election other Especially place, in the gubernatorial race
1: other places to watch that could be surprises would be mark ronchetti running for governor in new mexico it's looking pretty good well That's i mean interesting
0: in that regard my point exactly COVID's played a big part in New Mexico. They were shut down longer than they should have been, and she kept them shut down longer with mass mandates and everything else. So that is playing a huge part in that election.
1: Colorado, very interesting situation in Colorado. You've got a Senate candidate, a business guy, O'Shea, running against Bennett. Nobody saw this as anywhere near competitive. It's become competitive. But— Trump has been very critical of O'Shea because O'Shea is not an election denier, and so he's like, "Don't vote for that guy." And, and DeSantis. DeSantis has come in and yeah. he's helping yeah. O'Shea. So uh, this will be a pretty interesting. I I would find it very fascinating if O'Shea ends up winning. Uh, what that makes Trump look like? Because I mean, who in the world says, "Well, you're you're an election denier." So I'm not going to support you. I'm going to vote for Bennett. I mean, come on.
0: Well, I mean, you see what's playing out, and we we mentioned it before in in Georgia. Yeah. With Brian Kemp, he's going to win that that race handily. Handily. And and to your point about the Senate race, I mean, probably won't know who who wins that race because of the runoff situation. But hopefully, this will tell Stacey. To,
1: oh, Abrams. Abrams,
0: was, to, to you know, she can go write more romance novels. There's a lot of.
1: That. Did she do that? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. She Oh, should, she racy. Should. Racy romance novels, really? apparently. Well, you know, don't yeah. quit your day job because you're not going to be the next governor. There's a lot of complaints amongst the Democrat base uh, that her vaunted turnout operation is not doing what it should. The Warnock people are very unhappy. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so there's a lot. Well, of, I mean, for Stacey it's been more about
0: celebrity than it has been about politics. I think. Yeah. She's she's been you know carted all over the country to tell everybody how she you know the election was stolen from her you know again the one of the original election deniers. Yep. And uh, and yet you know she's going to lose handily. Yeah. So, but her celebrity may rise again. You know, you just never know.
1: Yeah. If you look at so if you look at the races the Republicans where there's a Republican incumbent.
0: What do you think about Mar- uh, Michigan? We haven't touched on Michigan. Oh, we I haven't think talked on Tudor New York.
1: Dixon has a shot. I wouldn't have put that. So I had written Michigan off because there's an abortion ballot initiative yeah. on the, on the ballot. And I have figured, you know, in places where there's something on the ballot about abortion, that will hurt Republicans. The, the abortion issue in general, we're seeing that it's not necessary that, that, that that's, tapered off. But where there is an actual ballot initiative, I've kind of assumed that that meant that there'd be, you know, there's actually something to go vote for or against on the abortion issue. But Tudor Dixon is, is making it very competitive for Gretchen Whitmer, and Gretchen Whitmer... Go, you know, you go back to the lockdown problem. This, this, she's got some issues. If, yeah, if it weren't for s- the abortion ballot initiative, I think Tudor Dixon would be in a strong position to win. Hmm. I think it's because of that that it's it's been less likely. But yeah, because again, uh,
0: the the COVID issues there with Gretchen Whitmer, you know, playing a huge part played a huge part in the debate the other day. Right when when Gretchen Whitmer claimed that that schools, you know, kids were only home for three months. And Tudor Dixon said, what what world are you living in? (laughs) You know, some kids are just now going back to school. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. So the, if you look at all of the different Senate races, uh, I mean, this is, this, this could be a 52, 53 Republican majority.
0: That, that would be. Which would
1: be astounding.
0: That, that would be a reckoning. Yeah. I think. And so that goes back full circle
1: to where we were talking about. If. Republicans take 20 plus, 25 plus seats in the House. If the Republicans take the majority in the Senate, I just think that that sends the message and Joe Biden does not run again. Oh, no. I mean, I think that I don't think he's I, you know, it may be that will fail him before that. But I think that he will probably he and Jill will make the decision that it is a no based on the repudiation of their policies and how difficult it would be because we're going into a recession does he want to try to run for re-election having lost the house and senate and in the middle of a recession and all the things that they've passed are going to do things to make it worse i mean and i guarantee you the house republicans and maybe the senate republicans if they're in the majority are gonna be investigating Bider Hunt Bider Hunting. Hunter Biden? Bain, Hunter. Easy for you to wow. say. Wow. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Easy for Hunter you to Hunter Biden. Say. Yes. Well they've been investigating Hunter Biden.
0: <laughs> well I mean Ron Johnson have... and Charles Grassley issued a report in July of twenty twenty on Hunter Biden. Yeah. Which was summarily ignored. Right. But and it was pretty more... extensive report.
1: And, and but the, when they're in the majority they have a significant more uh, influence and power on getting information out. Collecting information, getting information out, and actually have the ability to to pass, you know, legislation that would have some impact. So, okay, so here's a question, that a big question. The Republicans
0: win the majority. We haven't talked about Alaska. And uh, we're what's gonna going to lose, lose Alaska.
1: We're going to lose Alaska. The ranked lo- choice voting is going to prevent Sarah Palin from being.
0: Oh, well, I don't care about Sarah Palin. I,
1: I, I, prevent Republicans. So it'll be Peralta. Uh,
0: you think? You think so? Yeah. Really? I do. Versus Elisa
1: Murkowski or? No, Murkowski or, will win the Senate. You think but the, the Murca- House, the okay, House yeah. seat is, yeah, Murkowski uh, will win her Senate seat. You think so? Yes. Okay. But, but the Democrats will okay, win Murkowski the Okay, Murkowski wins seat.
0: the Senate seat. Does Mitch McConnell become majority leader?
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. He'll be the, yeah, you I think? mean, yeah, he'll be the majority leader. Make no mistake. If he takes these guys to the majority, he's going to be the majority leader.
0: There won't be anybody running against him, even a Rick Scott. No.
1: No. No.
0: No. No. We'll we'll see. That is not... And Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker. Yes. I think with a large enough majority, yes. I think if it was Slim, there would be a challenge.
1: By who? Maybe Scalise? No. Scalise? No. No, he'll be the majority leader. Scalise will be the majority... No, he'll be the Speaker. Scalise will be the majority leader. The big race is the whip race. Yeah. You got Emmers, who's the NRCC chairman. Mm-hmm. You've got, I always forget the names. I did a podcast with Lisa D Di- Pasquale yesterday and I couldn't remember the names I should have looked it up, but anyway, there's a whip. <laughs> You've race. had a lot going on this. Week. There, yeah. And in house leadership beyond the speaker and the uh, majority leader has not gotten my attention lately.
0: Well, we're not quite there yet. No, I don't want to count the <laughs> there, there, there eggs before
1: could, they're... There could be a lot of drama between, the chickens now, before between now and then. Well, I mean, look, I think the Demo- the, Re- the Republicans have done a good job of, of staying on message. The Democrats have been flailing for messages. And, uh, you know, Emmer's told the conference at the beginning of the year, don't start measuring drapes. You know, everyone yeah. assumed that this was going to be a great year because of the historical. But then... The Dobbs decision and all kinds of different things. The record amount of fundraising on the Democrat side. Oh yeah, so it's going to
0: prove once again that money doesn't buy you votes.
1: Yeah, money's not yeah, everything it's, for it,
0: sure. It, it at the end of the day, and, and we've talked about this time and right time here again. here in
1: Arizona is going to be ground zero. It, well, it'll be the number one example.
0: Yeah, it, time and time again, talked about it. It is likability, affability you know, your ability to connect personally with voters, your ability, your, your, your innate ability to go out and meet them and sit down with them and talk with them and they can relate to you and you can relate to them and you make impact.
1: Yeah. So one race we haven't talked about oh, and I forgot one? to talk about yesterday. Yeah,
0: that's okay. We're ranting. We're moving along.
1: Ohio. And oh. the reason we haven't talked about it is because it's done. JD Vance is going to win handily. Well, I think
0: so too. Yeah. I don't think but there's, there's any question. A, there's of that.
1: Been, I mean, for the last number of weeks and months, there's been like, Oh, Tim Ryan's making a He's trick. kind of imploded. Uh, I, I, the debate
0: was interesting in that respect. I mean, I, that's why you have debates. Well, I think
1: JD did a very good JD job. JD did a great job in the back.
0: debate. And, and this is why you have debates, you have debates so that you can present yourself to the voters. Um, I, don't, I don't think I, we didn't talk about the, the governorship of New York either. I mean,
1: no, yeah, that's Lee Zeldin. Zeldin's done a he great job of storming.
0: We'll see if he can be put over, you know, be put over the top. By, and the only way that happens is if Democrats, you know, well, his his strategy is to and, get, and come to him
1: is to really go after the crime issue in the New York City boroughs. And
0: but he had a good debate po- performance did. on the issues. Maybe not so much. I heard an analysis the other day that. Uh, that debate was a little bit like the uh, Nixon JFK debates. If you watched it on TV, you thought that she won. If you listened to it, you you were sure that he won.
1: Mm. I don't know. I, the, one of the and parts having that watched I saw, it, I was like, eh, maybe. The, the parts, maybe parts that I saw, it. she was when he was hitting her, he, she was very uncomfortable and did not. I mean, there is definitely. I mean, a part of debate prep is how do you keep yourself composed while you're under attack, and she didn't practice. That no, well no.
0: She got visibly she got rattled.
1: irritated and rattled. Yeah,
0: and he was his, the points that he was making were great, and her, some of her responses in terms of why why is why is locking up criminals so important to you? Um, I don't know because it's not happening, right? Because maybe, maybe it seems the,
1: the streets safe in the
0: city of New York. People are dying on the subway, not in the subway, but actually on the subway because they're yeah, being pushed, being pushed in the subway. the subway and being run over by subway cars. Yeah, you know maybe that needs to change. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a crazy year in terms of analysis. It's even crazy. Everyone yeah. has all these different predictions, and well, this, and yet the data is, is is showing a wave, but it's just a matter of how, how much.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Is it a little wave? Is, is it, it a big it, wave, uh, or is it a tidal wave? Is
0: it a tidal wave? And uh, you know, the former speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, has it at forty. I don't know what what forty. Yeah, what T he's in the House, forty seats. I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah, he was
1: touting about it on his podcast the
0: other day. I was like, "What?"
1: what I'm gonna what have it? to look at the numbers. I, I kind of don't know. I you're, mean, whether... you're
0: flipping Democratic seats, and you're flipping a lot.
1: Well, a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, look, wow. If it's forty, ooh, I guess it's possible.
0: I think he's counting there on on traditionally blue districts in texas going red
1: there'd have to be a bunch it'd have yeah. to be more than texas too there'd so. have to be well the the sean patrick mahoney the d triple c chairman he very well could lose his seat yeah which would be a big deal because he ousted you know he he big uh a rising freshman star uh and who was supposed to run in that district and then that guy ended up running in the district against jerry nadler and carolyn yeah Maloney that was a big mess that one yeah that was a big mess so well yeah. there is we told you that this week, would be we're, interesting we're and a little over a week away if you're not into politics then you're probably bored stiff but you should be in interested in politics because at least for the next week and a half And then a little bit after the election. I mean, because it's going to have some impact over what happens in the direction of the country for sure. Well, at least with a
0: Republican conservative victory, you know that your taxes aren't going to go up anytime soon. That's right. You
1: might see a government shutdown next year. Maybe. Uh, I kind of think that that'll, I I think there's going to be heavy pressure to get that taken care of in the lame duck session. You think? Yeah. I think they're going to try to preempt that right now. And, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It'll be interesting to see what the market, how the markets react immediately, like within the first couple of days after the election. On the ninth. Uh, well, I think the markets will react overly positively because there'll be
0: some predictability with regard to um, tax tax policy. T- yeah. tax policy. Not so much regulatory policy because right. because that is still going to be. I mean, the, the regulatory policy against oil and gas is still going to be a disaster. Yep. Which is why you're paying more for gas. It's not because of Vladimir Putin. It's because of the policies impl- implemented by this administration towards oil and gas. Right. And but t- on the issue of taxes, that is probably the most dramatic. Yep. Impact, especially on large large corporations. Exactly. And your, you know,
1: your investments. So. That looks like. Hang in there. We're That's- almost there. We'll have uh, some last minute updates next week. Might, yeah. might even have a special guest. Oh, that would be great!
0: I, yeah. I've really enjoyed all the new signs I've been seeing sprouting up all over the community. <laughs> you know, touting the the sins of Mark Kelly. And of one Mark one Kelly. sign I would really love to see is, "Remember, Mark Kelly doesn't live here anymore."
1: <laughs> Has never lived here. <laughs> He's never lived here. He
0: lives in Houston. Where's Mark Kelly? Where is Mark Kelly in the ether? In the ether, along. Let's 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 vote him out to space. There you go.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. See ya.